Strange Mole Show. Good evening. Your business is a bit of a goer, eh? Text, text, know what I mean? Well, yes, it did go abroad. I bet it did, I bet it did. Those vacuums of yours, do they suck or do they blow? Nudge, nudge, text, text, say no more. I'm not sure I follow you. Follow me, follow me, that's good. Know what I mean? Nudge, nudge. A text's as good as a tweet to a billionaire businessman. Know what I mean? Are you offering something? Offering, offering, very good. Text, text, tax cut, wink, wink. Know what I mean? Say no more. Well, I, uh... Is your patriotism a sport? Well, yes, actually. We sponsor some rugby in Bath. Likes baths, eh? Keep it clean, wink, wink, text, text, do your duty, say no more. Yes, you see some really smooth backhand passes. I bet you do, I bet you do. Do you have any air-to-mouth experience? He asked him knowingly. Well, um, no. Oh. Still, Brexit, eh? Four, eh? Four. Look, are you insinuating something? Oh, no, 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 yes. Well? Well, you've been around a bit, right? I mean, um, you've donated to the Tory party? Yes. What size of a tax cut would you like? Good evening. Here are your headlines. Animal welfare officers in Krakow, Poland, were called to reports of an unusual animal in a tree that turned out to be a croissant. Officials confirmed there was a cake item up there, but now it's gone. New data shows the Cabinet Office blocked more than 8,000 attempts to access banned websites containing pornography on its computer networks. A Downing Street spokesperson denied any wrongdoing and said the PM would continue looking at debriefings online. Garden centres across the UK have reported a shortage of garden gnomes due to the effects on supply lines caused by Brexit and the pandemic. Customers have said they are grumpy not happy and that those who had sleepily come through Covid without getting sneezy should not be bashful about complaining they hadn't got the dock they ordered. The dopey customers denied Brexit was an issue. Online grocer Ocado has invested £10 million in robots and self-driving delivery vehicles. The home cooking company has denied investing in kilobytes is a recipe for disaster. That was the news we choose to get views. Good night. Hello and welcome to the new vehicle for pointless celebrity judges sweeping the nation. I can see your bullshit premise for entertainment. It's me, everyone's favourite talent vacuum, Paddy McGuinness. 
and each week we'll get a selection of performers to mime along to a recording and ask you, the viewer, to judge a person's ability to sing on the basis of your inherent prejudices. Are they old and presumably on the scrap heap? Do they look like the back end of Susan Boyle and make you wonder if you're jumping to unfair conclusions? Do you give the remotest of fucks and just want to see someone else win money without discernible intelligence or soul? Only time will tell if this totally insulting garbage gets a second season, but given the amount of people willing to give it a go and shrug off the crippling conditions entertainers have endured to survive Covid, who knows? So, without further ado, let's start the show and give out paid work and opportunities to people we already know are complete shite. Hello, welcome to Fashmaster, my new show. I'm your host, the Donald, the Fashmaster himself, and of course, with me is a man who looks like a cancerous testicle had a baby with a hemorrhoid. It's bankrupt little Alex Jones! So, Alex... How are you preparing for life after losing everything you own to families of school shootings that you slandered and liable? I will eat my neighbors, I will eat your neighbors, I'll eat the contestants. Okay, let's get on with the show. What's our first challenge? Well, Donnie, this week we asked our guests to bring in funding in a unique and flashy way. Ooh, funding, I love it. Let's hear those tills ringing. Okay, first up, it's Nigel Farage. Sir, Donald, big fan, as you know, and as you've been a friend of mine for a long time, I wanted to give it a personal touch, so I made you a cameo video. This seems like a good idea. You know I love having my ego stroked, and I have to hand it to you because, well, you've got such soft hands. How much money did he bring in, Alex? A measly 62 pounds. And he got tricked into saying Hugh Janus. I don't get it. I heard Hugh was a tremendous guy. Hugh Janus. Hugh Janus. No? Okay, moving on. Next up, we have Pretty Patel. Pretty. Such a pretty name. What have you got for me to grab, sweet cheeks? I've instigated draconian immigration laws to stop 12 million immigrants coming in and claiming benefits. I love it. That sounds perfect. Unfortunately, Don, the data shows immigrants give a net financial benefit to the UK and getting rid of them adds unnecessary pressure to the healthcare and farming industries, pushing them into a virtual collapse. I never done it. You can't prove I did. But you literally just told me you did. Stop protesting me. Totally not tremendous. Last place. Okay. What else have we got? Ooh, me, sir. My turn. Ah, my buddy Boris. Mini-me, the British Trump. What have you got for me, bozo? 
Yes, well, like Prometheus handed down the fire from the gods. Get on with it. Oh, right, yes, crack on. Where was I? Um, oh yes, I've got millions in donations by offering PPE contracts to wealthy chums and billions of rubles by selling off UK democracy to Russia. Wonderful! How can I criticize that when it's a play from my book? A clear winner. So that's uh, one point to Pretty, uh, two points to Nigel, and three points to Boris? No, I'm taking all the points and heading off to play golf. Joe can deal with the Russia and white supremacy problems, and that's a wrap. You're all fired! Right, folks, if you can all settle down so we can uh, get started on planning Sir Keir's public events diary for the week ahead. Now, uh, we've dropped some real clangers recently, and the polling... The polling. Yes, all praise the polling, uh, but it's shown our favourability drop a little bit, despite being in opposition to the most corrupt and morally bankrupt government in UK history. So we've got to start getting things right. It's down to us, comrades, and we must start connecting to everyday voters to regain their trust. OK, now, good. Uh, who has a plan for Monday? Uh, 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 yes, Lloyd Voldemort. Yes. Well, I thought we could start with a visit to the small church in the village of Little Piddling Views on Crack and take part in their cleansing baptism service to purify mudbloods via a wicker man. Um, I'm not sure that's a good idea. Really? Why not? Church on a Monday? Don't sound very working class. What else do we have? Yes, crazy cat lady who lives at the local rubbish. <laughs> I reckon we need to borrow a bit of Bozo's playbook and get him to visit a workplace to try out being an everyday working man. Ow! Now we're talking. Where did you have in mind? Goldman Sachs. Well, you don't get any more backbone of the economy than the finance sector. Good honest accounting. A trade where sons follow in their father's footsteps. Yeah, that's an awesome idea. I can't see how we can go wrong. Book it in. Righto! Who wants something for Tuesday? Oh, yes. Count Dracula. I want to schedule a trip to the local blood bank. That sounds like a great idea. Get a taster for the sacrifices our NHS staff have been making, right? Taster, yes. Sacrifice, Yes. I'm sure Sir Keir will love that one. Huh? Oh, well, yes, I suppose he could come along too. Book it in. Now, Wednesday, we already have a plan to try the whole going to the pub thing again, but this time we've scheduled in a chance to call an old woman a bigot. I know some of you are worried this might have the same effect as it did on Gordon Brown, but since Brexit, people aren't so worried about it. And besides... We plan to offset any lever angst by bottling her and getting Sir Keir a tattoo afterwards. Sounds magical. I could turn her into a toad too, if you like. Good gracious, no. We can't visibly support any transubstantiation or species realignment policy while Murdoch is still alive. You do know he has plenty of horcruxes. 
Prince Philip wasn't his only one. And that's why we can't take any wild lefty chances. Moving on, Thursday and Friday we plan to handle any fallout from the things we've just discussed and that leaves the weekend for what? What do we have for the weekend? How about reaching out to the fisherman with a visit to some docks to say how he plans to make the best of Brexit? You see, I knew this would get some thinking outside the box by reanimating the corpse of Thatcher. And the best part about this idea is we won't get swamped by angry crowds now most of the fleet has gone bankrupt. That leaves just Sunday. Oh yes, Voldemort's wicker man thing. Uh, oh, what if it rains? Go on, Ma, and support the police beating up the peaceful protesters that we didn't join who were out the day before. Excellent. That should sort out the polling numbers. The polling. The polling. The polling. The polling. It's Saturday night and time to raise the roof and maybe check under the patio. It's The Masked Killer. Good evening and welcome to another brand new entertainment vehicle that not only scrapes the bottom of the barrel, but sends it off for forensic testing. In the next logical step in what people will be willing to watch, we've auditioned thousands of psychopaths from across the country to apply their deadly skills for a cash prize. But only if they can get away with a panel not picking them out from a police lineup. First up, it's Leatherface. No, no, sit down, Amanda Holden. That's the contestant's name, not your cue. Here, British girls, we know the importance of plastic patriotism and keeping our profits high. And that's why we unscrupulously apply fire and rehire policies to our dedicated engineers that have given decades of their lives to serve you, the public. Like Debbie Tinsley, who was with us for 30 years and was thrown out for not accepting a 15% pay cut. Remember when we said, tell Sid? Perhaps we should look in a mirror and had a word with ourselves instead. British gas, make that British gas light. On tonight's show, we discuss the growing troubles in Northern Ireland because, well, even the BBC can't ignore it any longer. This is Gaslight. Good evening, I'm Kirsty Walk, and with me in the studio, I have Arlene Foster, leader of the DUP and First Minister of Northern Ireland, to discuss the violence we have recently seen due to Brexit tensions over the border down the Irish Sea. No, I'm sorry, it has nothing to do with Brexit. You surely can't believe that. No, I mean yes, that is what I believe. Brexit means nothing in this situation. 
Oh, come on, Arlene. I swear, at this moment it means everything. No. You made an address of your thoughts. I confess, you sound shirty. Oh, come on, Arlene. Typical BBC, making a song and dance about nothing. Nothing? Buses have been set on fire by protesters. It wasn't a Brexit bus, though, was it? Well, no. There you have it. It was nothing to do with Brexit. That was often ready and is now done. Indeed, we have all been done. If I may, I'd like to ask you how you think it's helpful to the peace process to shift blame away from border tensions in the way you did onto Sinn Féin and a funeral held eight months ago. Look, Kirsty, I'm here to get the best outcome for the people of Northern Ireland. And how does stoking tensions do that? How else are we going to convince the Tories to bung us another billion quid to call things off? <laughs> we call it the come what made it again policy. Some will find that an alien concept. May the farce be with you. <laughs> As it is obviously with you, Thank you for joining me tonight, Arlene Foster. No, I wasn't here. Good evening. Welcome to Snatch of the Day. You join us with the lobbying league in absolute chaos as the big shits announce they're going to break away with an inquiry of their own. There's been widespread condemnation of the decision and fury from the opposition benches. Your thoughts, Alan Hansard. Well, Gary, it's a dark day for democracy and make no mistake. Uh, granted, there's a long tradition of shadowy figures steering the nation down policy paths for profit, but when the bottom line has been revealed, you have to face the court of public opinion and at least give the impression that you're going to do something. Why doesn't this fit the usual cover-up model? And what is this strategy really about? Ah, let's be honest here for a minute. The game's always been about big money, and make no mistake, there is clear, clear evidence that criminal wrongdoing has taken place, and you can't sweep a body as big as Cameron's under the rug. To try and save him when he's played so badly at an international level is just a disgrace. So, what should they have done? Look... Cameron literally wrote the playbook on this, and if his plays have failed, then he's got to go to the Wolves. Sunak showed a lot of ambition, but he's made some awful text moves that are always going to be punished when the crowd see them. He should have known better. You can't backtrack when you leave tracks for everyone to follow, you can. Of course, and his fingerprints are visible all over it. Do you think the Premier Loon will expel him? Ah, it's not unlikely unless he thinks there's pressure on his own position. He's always been a I-am-the-team-player, so if he comes under attack from the 1922 committee, then he may have to make a wider team restructure. Oh, we've some breaking news now that Hancock has smashed the transfer window with an in-house move to his immediate family. Could this be the final nail in the box? Probably not. The pocket-lining man is an official that has rejected the use of video-assisted reporting before, so it is unlikely to be phased by a crushing weight of evidence. I see. 
Or rather, we won't see, because the cover-up seems to be steaming ahead despite the demands of democracy and fair play. It seems following sweet FA rules is going to be the way yet again. But for now, let's take a look back to last season at a player that's come back into the news and some of his stunning moves that he made last year. I think it's bad news for the English game. We're not created enough, we're not positive it's enough. It's coming, sorry, it's coming, sorry. It's coming, it's Dominic coming, sorry. We'll go on, it's coming, sorry. It's coming, sorry. It's coming, it's Dominic coming, sorry. It's coming, sorry. It's coming, sorry. It's coming, it's Dominic coming, sorry. It's coming, sorry. It's coming, sorry. It's coming, it's Dominic coming, sorry. Everyone seems to know the score. Common sense to the fore. They just know they're so sure. But Dom is gonna throw it away, gonna blow it away. But I know he can play, cause I remember we lie on a bus. Barney Gray still fuming. No chance of remaining So many jokes, so many sneers But all those virus fears weigh you down Seems like years But I still see the Huns from the war I see Fritz at the door But ignore all the poor and no one's dying Three lines on a chart The UK one's still rising 30,000 dead No thought of compromising Coming, it's 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 coming, it
The Strange Mole Show was written and performed by The Holy Mole and Chris Doc Strange with guest appearance from Chrissy Grek. To support the show, visit www.strangemole.co.uk. Strange Mole.